Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 8 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord, who's our Fantasy Nugget and Stats Guru. How are you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Going good, mate. Excellent. And I'm also joined by Mitch Brown, who is our uh, expert physio. How are you going, Mitch? I'm well, mate. How are you? All right. Losing my voice a little bit, so I won't talk as much tonight. Thank God. Yeah, for that, for our listeners anyway. But Mitch, how'd you go this week, mate? Mate, I, uh, relative to the field, pretty much, you know, submitted a par score. I had 783, which beat both you nuggets. And I dropped a few rankings. I'm at the 6,191, so... No ground gained, but not a significant amount lost. That's it, which is on a week like this week, you could have could have been left out in the cold. I saw some 600s out there, so makes sense. How about yourself, Nick? Uh, just one below Mitch, 682, still top 3,000, so happy, mate. Excellent. And I got a 763, I'm out to 1210. So lost about 400 ranks uh, expected when you don't perform. So guys, let's just think about one thing we uh, got wrong. Uh, Nick, what are you thinking about this week, mate? Uh, how did your uh, 50 to 1 bet treat you? Mate, uh, it was actually close for a long time there it between was. Manly and Storm. Uh, for a long, like a good 50, 60 minutes, and then Manly just pulled away a little bit. So unfortunately, I'm two sandwiches down, and I'll have to send one to you um, this week, I think, Mitch. Yeah, sounds good, mate. I tell you what, we were, Emma and I were watching the game, and I told her I had a sandwich bet on, but I didn't tell her it was 50 to 1 odds because I was starting to shit my pants for a bit there. <laughs> uh, how about Mitch? What did you get wrong this week, mate? Mate, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, probably the thing I'm going to continue to go with is is Reese Walsh is the real deal, and while he may be an attacking stat bitch, he's starting to turn into an attacking stat machine. He's punching out 50-plus every week. So, as I said last week, I hope no one listened to me on that one. Mm. And look, guys, I'm going to say that I think that I was wrong on uh, Jerry Tarpanay. I've been telling people to hold on, but he just doesn't seem to be getting the minutes. I had them earlier, but he just, yep, yeah, seems to be a bit down on form and whatever else and going into the bye, that's not the best place to be. So, yeah, my mistake there. I'm thinking about what to do about him this week. So that's me. But guys, let's talk about the leagues because there are some good things, good things here. Let us just give a shout out to Green Schist Hooligans who is not just first in our league, they're also first overall with an enormous score of 6,451. And that's it. So that's 300 <laughs> points up on me, boys. So that's absolutely enormous. So you can see people pulling away after the first few rounds, right? And then look, Chaos Mode, you're simply the best. A huge for this week, 856, considering the top score is like 900-odd. And uh, the other one is in Mitch's competitive head-to-head league two, Hookers United, 827. Mitch, how about your league, mate? Your competitive number mate, one. I lit a fire under Elias Grant's ass, and he topped the score with 848. So, well done, Chabrutters. You're uh, back in the winner's circle, mate. Good stuff. Nice. And Nick, your newbie modes. A Xena Warrior Princess with an 843, which is solid, and Boise with a 796. Congrats, guys. Awesome. All right. So, guys, Mitch, uh, not as many injuries this week. I was doing the, the list just before, and it didn't take up two full A4 pages, but still a few interesting ones. There definitely are. Let's crack in. So, Jason Tamalolo, he's going to have a knee arthroscope, so that's cleaning out of the cartilage. 
somewhere between four to six weeks. That one's a little unpredictable. It really just depends how much cleaning out needs to occur and then the amount of swelling present post. He really could be back as soon as four. Wouldn't expect a major drop in performance when he comes back, but certainly uh, probably 10 to 15 minutes uh, less play in the first week or two. Jacob Carraz, grade two MCL. Look, he's listed as four to six, but I just checked the Bulldogs uh, prediction list. They're thinking more like what I thought, which is closer to six. And we definitely won't see the best of Carraz for closer to eight weeks. He's a heavy duty ball runner. I'd expect that MCL to affect him for at least the next two months, possibly longer. Liam Martin, hamstring against you. I'm sure as a Panthers fan, you don't like seeing this. This is a bit of a yuck sort of incident for me two consecutive hamstring injuries one after the other. I would be expecting on a team like Penrithen to really take their time with this one. He may be out as long as two months for this one. So watch this space. We don't have a grading right now, but if I was part of that rehab team, for a team that could win the premiership, you really can't get it wrong a third time. Otherwise, you end up with Tom Trevojevic. Mm. Andrew Davey, broken finger. So he's currently named... uh, there is some speculation that he is meant to be avoiding contact. I, I suspect it sort of just depends on whether it was a bit worse than what, or a bit better than what they think it was. He may just be able to wear a splint and buddy tape that up and get through the game. Uh, so just watch this space. Jake Avarillo, infrapatella versa tear. So a bit of a weird injury. And as you were saying before, Stuart came from sort of knee-to-knee contact. At least he's... Patella didn't shatter like Paul Ryan Pappenhausen. He's currently named, and I'd expect with a cortisone injection and some taping, he will likely be able to play. The infra patella is a bit of a weird spot in that it's more comfortable to run than it is to walk. That said, it can be bloody painful. So depending on where he fits on that spectrum will be whether he'll be named or not. I'd imagine he'll be a game day decision. So if you have Jacob Virillo, just uh, be prepared to have an emergency backup for him because I think they'll be taking that right to the last minute with him. Kamatuulagi, that's a Cat 1 HIA, so we'll see him in 11 days. Tom Eisentooth has a hip injury. We don't have any more on that, so we'll keep you updated there. As for Brody Jones, he's got a quad tear. That's going to be somewhere between two to three weeks for a grade one and four to six for a grade two. Kimontuulagi, Matangi, he's got a syndesmosis. As I say with them, six to eight weeks, and we'd be expecting his performance to be down for the next two to four weeks following that. So that's going to bring in uh, Jacob Host and Michael Cheekham back into the fold as a possible pickup. Stu, naughty corner, who's been bad? Mate, it's, you know what, I reckon my list is longer than yours this week. Plenty of people in there. Uh, look, just fines for interesting ones. Fines for Cam Murray, worth keeping a track of for him, uh, and Dabby Moali, Trent Liero, Justin Olam, uh, Brandon Smith for his third and subsequent offence, and Keenan Palacea. But the big ones, guys, suspensions for Nat Butcher, which has implications we'll talk about when we get to the Roosters game. Uh, one of our uh, fantasy favourites returns. Uh, Tui Kamakamitha gets two matches. And Kenny Bromwich also gets a match. And Raymond uh, Tui Mayolo Vega, who put on one of the best hits I've seen in a while, uh, also got two matches there. So, guys, uh, the ones that we probably want to be concerned about here, so Brandon Smith is now in his third and subsequent offence. So if he does get charged, he will be out for a while, like for a grade two charge. He's gone for a while. And, yeah, that would be the main one that I'd be concerned about out of this. That's that's the wrap. So, Nick, how about you take us away? First game, one game on the Thursday, Rabbitohs versus Panthers out of Accor. 
Mate, Ian Klomatangi is out injured. has been replaced by Michael Cheekham in the back row with Jai Arrett named at the front row again. Isaac Thompson returns and takes his place in the wing of a ton of mill coming back off that ankle injury. Liam Martin, as mentioned, is still sidelined with the hamstring recurring injury, which sees Scott Sorensen maintain his spot on the left edge. Meanwhile, Luke Garner has been named in New South Wales Cup again, as unlikely to come into the team. Um, he's 18th man, I think, this week. Mm. Uh, Lindsay Smith also returns to the bench, so plenty of um, it's quite stable, I suppose. Um, but it's all good to see Luke Garner not there. So I'll kick us off on that note with um, Hosking 704k. Um, just hang on to him for another week. Obviously, not really much else to say there. He's a tackle machine. He's one of those base stats guys that we just love as a fantasy player, right, Nick? Yeah, 47 tackles on the edge. That's just awesome. Um, he's got another 40k to make if he averages 55 in the next three weeks. So uh, just think about what your exit plan may be over the coming weeks. Um, Brian Tyre, guys, 585k. He's really shadow his former self with only 104 running meters last week and no tackle busts. What is happening? So 30 with the trials is dreadful for Tyre. Um I'm not talking about him ever again, I think, until... I see another couple of games back-to-back where he's back to himself. The last one, Dylan Edwards, guys, for me, 752k, 35. After being hospital passed to me last week, um, his flow was altered and resulted in a dud score. So he was averaging nine tackle busts up to round six. He only had one last week despite his other typical stats. He's a career 42 average fullback and is likely to average closer to the high 40s than the mid-50s he's averaging now. So I would just avoid this stage, lads. Excellent. All right, uh, Mitch, how about you? Mate, I've got Isaiah Yo, and the question here is why not get him? And, and my answer is uh, state of origin. We might see a bit of a downward trend during this time. He's going to be missing three weeks. He tends to have a drop in minutes during this time. If we're looking at Isaiah Yo, Nick, I think we've got to look at the post-origin period given we're getting pretty darn close at this point. I can't see us getting too much value there. Excellent. Now, guys, uh, I've got a couple of ones that we can just talk about pretty quickly. So I've got Davy Moali. A few people be on him because he's cheap and he got a 45. I think, guys, that's a one-off due to Kalomitangi's injury. I think that uh, the minutes will more than likely be filled in by guys like Hame Saleh. He's worked himself back into the season. It just looks like Moali and Saluka Fafida just aren't getting great minutes. Uh, guys, we also got to talk about uh, Mitch Kenny and Sonny Luke. So Mitch Kenny, guys, during the game, uh, Matt Eisenhuth also went off around the 35-minute, as did Liam Martin, which means that Mitch Kenny played close to 70, 75 minutes in this game for his 55. He won't be getting that every week uh, with a fit rotation, so I would not jump on Kenny. And for Sonny Luke, guys, I think that game was just... It was a real shocker versus the Knights as far as the Knights were trying to play out of the skin, just play real disruptive footy. And that just hurt a lot of fantasy scoring for both sides. So with Sonny Luke, just hold. Uh, don't sell. The other guys we actually got to talk about, guys, Jay Arrow. So 66 and 61 minutes. And if you look at this bench, guys, there is plenty of minutes for him to play. So plus, if there's any injuries, you could see him out on the edge because he's one of the few guys who knows how to play out there too. With that in mind, guys, uh, and he's turned around his break even, is there any interest in Jai Arrow this week? Because it seems to be the week four under cost of middles. No buyers in his case till round 16 and less likely to pay origin than some others. Mitch? Yeah, 
there certainly is a little bit of interest. It'll be between him and Jack DeBellin, who we'll get to a bit later. Hmm. But with those injuries to some of the Rabbitohs players like Colong Matangi, we know that there are extra minutes there for Jai. And we know, Nick, I'm sure you can speak better to this, that his PPM at those high minutes is better. I know that's something you spoke about in the 2022 season. I don't remember his PPM, to be honest, but um, I'm not uh, overly... Uh, I, I want to wait one more week before jumping back in, I think. If he can get the minutes in the middle, obviously he's going to go well, I think. Yeah, that's it. So it's one of those ones you're taking a little bit of a gamble there. But with Kalom Matangi out for six to eight, and then you've also uh, you've also got Totola out with that grade two MCL, uh, and you've also got a number of their other guys, uh, such as Shaq Mitchell, out with that Liz Frank injury, I think that he's got a pretty safe spot there. So I'm just pulling up his... Uh, Playing it prop. Uh, it's a career point nine PPM playing in the middle. Yeah. So for 60 minutes, that's 50 points, 600K. There's some money there. So, and he's DPP. So it's a safe place to park your money. So I let, let's let's put a marker on Jairo because he's one of about five middle forwards who's of interest this week, right? With that in mind. All right. So guys. I think he, I think he is an origin risk though. I just want to be clear about that. He's an origin risk, but on he's got a few guys after his job this year, right? So he's got, you know, Cotter. He's got uh, like a few other guys like that who just fill a very similar role. Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, guys, uh, we also got to talk about Nathan Cleary just real quick because he got a 57. A few people might be, what the hell? I was watching that game real close at the thing. It was just Newcastle were just rushing up all night, really trying to disrupt the game. He was really bailed out by the two field goals with his scoring, I'll be completely honest. So we actually did better than expected. But the fact is, is that a score approaching 60, when the side goes out of the skin to try and knock the other team off their game, I've got nothing to complain about. So just leave him there. Leave him as your captain unless you have Heinz. Uh, with that in, guys, this one should be a close one. Mitch, what are you thinking? Golden point. Ooh. Excellent. Sandwich bet on that one? No. Excellent. I'm not giving you 50 to 1. Uh, Nick, how about you? Yeah, I'll take uh, Panthers by 10. Yeah, look, I've, I'm thinking something similar just due to the fact that I think the South have just lost a lot of middle coverage recently. It looks like the bookies think the same, though it's not a blur on the uh, odds. With that in mind, guys, there is one Friday game. We're actually all the way in Darwin. Mitch, what's happening? Well, Stuart, your favourite team playing Friday night is the Brisbane Broncos oh, and the Parramatta Eels. <laughs> Can we play the Broncos some other time? Does anything else happen in Queensland on a Friday night? That's where the eyeballs are, mate. Talk to Peter Volandis. Josh Hodgson returns to the number nine jersey after he was sidelined with illness last round, shifting Brandon Hands to the bench, which is a little sad for me as an owner. Bailey Simerson has been listed among the reserves and could be a late inclusion into the Eels' backline. Kevin Walters has received two huge boosts with Tom Flegler and Corey Oates returning from concussion and a broken draw, respectively. Corey Jensen has been moved to the bench with both Keenan, Palacia, and Jesse Arthur's dropping out of the side. So this Brisbane team's really rounding into form, which is a little bit scary given they've only dropped one game this year. So I might kick us off. We talked about him last week and I sort of signaled um, regrettably that Reese Walsh was looking like a strong buy. And boys, I think he's getting into keeper territory at this point. Like he is racking up 50 every single week. My big concern was he is an attacking stat sort of guy. But against one of the best forward packs in the league, that doesn't really seem to matter because he, he can have plenty of space to move. Um, Stu, do you think he's creeping into that sort of Ryan Pappenhausen-style 
keeper option at the back, or is this just a really yeah. hot run? Uh, look, he's, he's definitely on a hot run. He is looking better at the back, and the team is looking better with him there because it's adding that. Previously, the issue has been that the outside backs, which are really quality at Brisbane, haven't been getting good ball, right? Uh, Reynolds is, has good service, but he's not necessarily jamming into the line to get them good ball, whereas he's really able to skip to the outside through that final pass, Reese Walsh. So that's great. The only thing I'd say is that the Broncos, they've got a slightly tougher run coming up. So he could suffer a little bit there. And I'm going to say the other reason that I would not pick him up potentially now, I reckon he's odds on for origin for fullback. I can't think of anyone else. From what I've heard uh, watching all the NRL shows, he's almost a lock. Although there was a bit of pushback from Cooper Cronk today saying that Kalen Ponga is still the preferred fullback. So... Go with that as you will. Um, I am going to push back a little bit on that with the harder run because I know that they were playing the Raiders, but they got fairly comfortably beaten by the Raiders and he still punched out 50-plus. Obviously, I'd like to see him against a better defense, but... That's that's the difference is that the Raiders were just scraping on for that win. Like I'm thinking about games where it's it's more of a fairer arm wrestle. You know, over the next few weeks, they've got a few tough ones, so they actually got the Rabbits... Uh, I'm trying to think. They got the Seagulls away, which might not be the toughest game, depending on which Seagulls turns up, I'll be honest with you. Uh, they got the Storm away, so the Storm in Melbourne. And yep. then they got the Panthers, round 12. So, I mean, the, the the one concern is, and I, I have flagged it, but I do, again, think he is approaching keeper territory, is that he really is an attacking stat guy. So Brisbane have to play well for him to be worthwhile. Mm. That's it. He's not like a Dylan Edwards who's going to punch out 50-odd points in a tight game against Newcastle where no one's punching out points. Like, Dylan Edwards is a better keeper over Reese Walsh, right? Ooh, I'd say that Reese Walsh has the best I'm going Walshy. for this one, but I'd say that Walsh is going to play Origin, so it might be pretty similar by the end of the year as far as overall points from here. Uh, but look, that's good thought about Reese Walsh there. Nick, who have you got, mate? Eddie Carrigan, he's a popular sell this week. He's struggling to hold his price... He has another high break even. I'm not mad if anyone sells, but I'm holding. The reason why I'm holding is because his PPM has been down to 0.65 the last couple of games with his dud scores, which is down from his previous 0.92 PPM rounds 1 to 4 and his career 0.84 lock PPM. Based on that, I don't think he's a sell and has uh, just had a couple of quiet games, so I think he's worth holding on just for up until the round 13. Uh, I'll... Just coming there, from what I've seen, is that games where the Broncos are either being blown out or they blow out sides, his scores are way down, Paddy Carrigan. So last year where they were getting blown away, his scores were down. And early on this year where they were blowing sides away, he's down. But in tight games, like really close games, his PPM really rises because he puts in the extra yards and they leave him on for longer. So And he makes more tackles. So I do think that with a closer run, I think he will improve. Uh, just you probably, you'd really want to see that improvement this week, right, Nick? No, I think he'll, even if he has another dud week, I, I'd still hold him just based upon the body of work that he's produced so far. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, excellent. How about Bryce Cartwright? So he's been named to start on an edge. I know that last week he was on the bench. For myself, Nick, i got a feeling that... Uh, once Hodgson was out, he might have been there as the utility cover, like for halves and hooker. That's all I can think of why he was benched, because he seems to be back on an edge this week. What are you thinking, Nick? Mate, I thought 
I, I've written a, a poem that's uh, like a, a farewell poem, so to speak, um, because I've just got him as a massive eject. Time to sell, move on. So he, he, here's my poem, okay? You started off at 250K, but now it is time to walk away. Two tries, 28.4 tackles and 124 meters. Man on oh man, you are on a heater. Your minutes have been cut and your cash will now decline. We thank you for cash making now. You're sitting on the pine. But he's not sitting on the pine, so that's sort of mucked up. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's not on the pine, mate. So you've... Uh, look, break even to 43 this week. Is he an urgent sell, Nick? In my mind, yeah, because I think there's other good things you can buy. He's done his job as a cashy, guys. Get out. That's my opinion. Excellent. Mitch, any disagreement? Well, I didn't own him, so no comment. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> and look, uh, Nick, Mitchy Moses, uh, what do we think about him this week? Is he by? I just, yeah, he's just solid, 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 solid. Just if you've got um, an underperforming middle that you want to cash out, I think swinging it to a um, really origin-friendly half like Moses who's going to be potentially the highest scoring player over that period, I just think he's um, a really solid buy if you just need a gun. Can I um, jump in on that one? Because I've watched Mitch Moses every single week. I've been very critical of him and his ability to lead a team around. I think he's gone to another le- another level, this guy, this year, guys. Like, he looks good. He looks really good, actually. Uh, I know that Parramatta hasn't quite performed the way they would have liked, but I still deem them to be contenders at the moment. It's the first year he's really leading them around. Like, I think if Cleary went down, he'd be the next man up for halfback right now in origin. You're right. He would be. So, or maybe Heinz. It would be a shootout. Heinz. Heinz halfback, boy, uh, 5'8", boys. Luai's gone. Mm. Well, let's find out. I don't know. It's Freddie. Freddie could do anything. If the crystals tell him to do something, right, Freddie could be there. Oh, gosh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we also got to talk about Meadow, guys. Uh, 62 minutes. Uh, I reckon they gave him a bit of an early break because they were winning quite handily. 57 points, uh, two line break assists, a couple of really good once we dug into the line, got a good offload off. So I think that he looks great. I think the only issue at this point is Origin, especially with Ken Kalomatangi, who I thought was probably yep. a safer lock for that position. Uh, so Maddo is certainly somewhere within contention, but I did like that Joey John's idea of playing Cam Murray off the bench because that way he can play middle. Uh, hey, or hey, yeah, yeah, that was that was my idea. That was my idea. Well, okay. Well, Joey John says agreed with you. There you go. Great minds think alike, apparently. <laughs> So, there you go, Nick. I'll give you a little. No, little we, clap we, of the we hands. talked about it last week. We oh, did. well done, we Nick. We did. Anyway, so point being is that Maddow, he's a, still a buy. He passes the eye test. He's playing well. No concussion worries. The only thing I'd say is that just just be careful. There's something out there, unless they go with the uh, Joey John's idea. We also really <laughs> quickly got to talk about Will Penasini. Uh, Similar to the fact that, guys, I spoke about a few weeks ago that he's really just hitting that next level. You can see why he's captain of his school team inside that had Joseph Suali'i and others guys who are currently playing uh, rep union football. He's just a really good player. He's getting really good ball. Uh, playing outside of Moses, it's a good time to be on Will Penasini. I've only got him in draft, uh, but a guy to watch out for if he ever does take a dip. Uh, he's really reaching, guys close to that keeper center status for a guy who's an outright keeper so yeah keep an eye out other guy 
which I've got a question for you guys about. Hopgood got a 50. He's strong work, but he's back to the bench this week. I got him as definitely not a buy, possibly a sell, because he's just shedding cash. Mitch, what are you thinking? I sold him last week, mate, so that sort of tells you what I think. Mm. Nick? Yeah, me too. Excellent. So, look, I... Uh, I just think there's better stuff out there, right? Yep. Take your cash and run. Yep. Okay. With that in mind, guys, I think we've just about been through everyone. I'm just taking one last look through. That's just about everyone that we want to talk Of course, we've got to talk about Painhar 66 I have seen guys bring him in at 900k. Mitch, is that too much, or is it there's still good value in Painhar who doesn't have a buy until Origin? Well, he is going to play Origin. I think at this point, if you're bringing him in, that's a little bit silly. We're close to Origin, and he's an Origin lock, so I really don't love it. I think if you're going to bring him in again, I'd probably be waiting till after Origin. Mm. I certainly wouldn't bring him in this week. That's it. So if if his points are around just over 60, sort of like a 62, 63 average here that I've got him at. So, yeah, he's pretty much priced to points, so might be a little bit late. All right, with that in mind... Uh, guys, who do we think is going to win this one up in probably what's going to be 28 degrees and probably about 70 to 80% humidity? Mitch? I was about to ride in Eels, but the last time the Eels played in Darwin, they got trounced by the Cowboys. So I'm going to go Brisbane. Uh, they're super fit team. Let's go Brisbane by 12. Excellent. Nick? I'll go to Eels by 8. Okay, and I got uh, Brisbane by 20. I, I must oh, say, shit. the last time that the uh, Eels did play up there, they did look very, very flat. They just didn't adjust to the humidity at all. Of course, Brisbane's they were dumb a enough very to take, fit team too. And they were dumb enough to take the Cowboys up there who trained in that all summer. That is dumb. <laughs> it's like giving the Cowboys a home game. <laughs> it really is. Um, oh, jeez. All right, so... We get to the Saturday game, guys. So just so everyone knows, there's, it's Anzac week, which means that there's the games are spread out over extra days. So we get to 5.30 on Saturday. Bulldogs versus Sharks. What's happening, Mitch? So Bulldogs versus Sharks. Declan Casey has been called in to replace Jacob Caraz, while Braden Burns also makes a big return from ankle injury. So the Togs injury woes just get worse and worse. Jake Avarillo has been named despite suffering a knee injury. And look, we'll watch that space because he could be a game day exclusion. Stu, your favorite player, Jay Knockenball, <laughs> has been moved to the bench and Jackson Toppany out of the team, while Andrew Davey has also been named on the pine while dealing with a finger injury, so also a possible late exclusion. I think he's Cronulla only named because have... he's 500 meters away from the le- the closest place of education. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Cronulla have the luxury of naming the same 17 that starred against the Roosters, winning against a premiership rival, so... Uh, I might kick us off here. TPJ, one of my favorite players. Look, I did watch this game, given that my wife is a Bulldogs fan. Plenty of offloads for TPJ, and he certainly didn't look hampered with that back injury stew that we saw in Magic Mm. Round last year. So I thought he did look quite good. We obviously don't get all that footage off the ball, but when he did run it, there really was that sort of nice impact, and he was bending the line back. The main issue I have with TPJ, and this is my 2023 philosophy of avoiding people who are high injury risk, that calf injury gives me the heebie-jeebies. The fact he saw a specialist with this makes me very, very nervous. Not because the specialist didn't deal with it, but the fact he needed to. Generally speaking, guys, calf injuries are pretty easy to deal with. And physios that can work at the NRL level, they are no joke. They know what they're doing. So it does make me a little bit nervous ongoing that there might be a little bit more to that calf injury. And as a result, I don't love it. 
is a suspension magnet. So personally, I will stay clear. But if you're willing to go to the casino, there aren't too many teams that are as banged up as the Bulldogs. So we know the minutes are there. We know that he is capable of punching out big scores. Probably the only issue is, though we know he can produce big attacking raids off his own back, is this Bulldogs team is just limping into this round. They they have almost half of their 17 not named. So... You, I don't know about you, but I, I just think for now you, you can't justify getting on TPJ just with well, those other things going on. Look, it's you certainly got. I reckon with this break even, you possibly got another week if he cracks on to still get on in time to make some money. But he's one of those guys. He's along with Jai Arrow, who I just want to park for a little bit later in the segment, right? Because there are a number of people who might be getting off Hopgood, they might be getting off Cartwright. They're in that kind of right space to be jumping off to this week. So we just got, kind of got to compare them all together, right? So let's have a look at... Let, let's park TPG there. He is, he's got all those negatives. He's also probably the cheapest of the keeper forwards. And he's not going to play Origin. So there's... That, there's that, the, that's fair, but there's a reason why he's the yeah. cheapest. Oh, of course. And the other thing about him, just uh, in mind, is that if you're behind in the points, sometimes you've got to roll the dice on a guy. So, you know, you can take a, well, t- take a guy like Bryce Cartwright, who you might have earned a whole bunch of cash on, and then take a gamble. That's a heck of a gamble. Oh, it is. It certainly is. Uh, speaking about a guy that I took a gamble on, Matty Burton, Nick, what are we thinking? Ugh. Mate, it's just, it's just a gut thing at the moment that he's just going to go on a really strong run soon. It's all gut. I've got, you know, based upon the preseason research, it's just so strong my gut. He's had that varying role week to week as the Bulldogs are finding out what kind of attacking team they are. I'm not recommending anyone to buy, but I think hold him if you have him. Um, I'm struggling with just, just quickly, I pushed back on this last round. I'm pushing back harder now. I'm watching every Bulldogs game. He looks freaking lost, man. I hate it. I hate it. I do not like it. I, mm. I don't see it coming. And the Bulldogs pack is injured. Like, Burton needs space. He's a running half. I don't like it. Sorry to say. Yeah. And I I, I, last week, I had a real deep run through the Bulldogs stats. Uh, Kyle Flanagan had double, double the number of receptions that Burton had. So the old days where Burton was drinking all the milkshake and Flanagan was basically just there as the doorstop are over. Flanagan is getting a lot more ball and unfortunately that's hurting the Bulldogs. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my thought on that. I, I think they haven't worked out the halves pairing and that's what I said last week. And now they, they're, they're really starting to run low on their forward pack. So hopefully they can sort it out. But I would have to say, Nick, I'm a little bit concerned how he's uh, passing or not passing the eye test. That's it. And and the fact that he was being mentioned as well by Laurie Daly, you know, and it is Laurie Daly, but it's Laurie Daly. So about playing 5-8 in origin because he's still got the Panthers connection so he could replace Lua who might not be performing. That's also a concern for me. He still averages 49 playing with um, Flanagan. Oh, he does. But I'm saying that I, if you look at last week's one, most of those were from the days where Flanagan, the number of receipts that they were having were about equal, or Burton was slightly ahead. Last week, if you look at the stats, Burton had twice the number of receipts, which means, and some of it would have been passed on to Burton, but not enough. That's my concern. Well, he scored I, a 65 round five and then a 50 round six, and then it's just a. It was 50 with a double, week. including an intercept, which he ran 70 meters for. So that's like 15 points of it there was in that intercept alone. That's my... Yeah, uh, but he had three of... errors as well. He doesn't make three errors each week. So it's like, you know... 15 I points don't know. for C. I know. I, I'm just feeling like that was padded out. I, I enjoyed the 50. But 
I'm not confident in his in his results at the moment. That's all. But mate, if he does go on a run and you stick on, you'll be very happy because you're right. He can slap out 60, 70 points a week, right? Yeah, easy, hundred mm. percent. How about Alamotti, Nick? Heaps of people have been trying to trade him out this week. I think he's been mucked around the last couple of weeks, so he's not getting out those forties like he was. What are we thinking? Yeah, I'm not convinced he's more than like a mid-30s kind of centre, which means he has another 80k to make or so. So he's obviously a hold in that sort of situation. It just might take a little bit longer to get there. Um, if you want to swing into another cash cow, he's done his job so you can sell him in that sense. Yeah, 200k, thank you very much. Uh, personally, I'm going to hold on for another week, but I do understand that people are trying to trade out the centres at the moment. Uh, awesome. Now, guys, we've got to talk real quick about Nico Hines. So he's great to own, and I reckon he's probably the best captaincy choice this week against the struggling dog side, considering that Nathan Cleary, the other option, has the Rabbitohs, uh, who will probably be at him pretty firmly. So I have Nico down as the best captaincy choice this week, which befits a guy over a million dollars. Right, Mitch? Yeah, I think no pushback here from me on that one. Mm. Nick? No, I agree. Yeah. Okay, and look, you gave me, gave me Brett Braley, and I was thinking about why, and I've been having a look at him. He's been very consistent. So he's assisted by the try, but he's got that really good 50s average. There's no chance of him playing any sort of rep footy. I'm chucking a star on Braley. I reckon at round 14 onwards with two buyers gone. At some point, you may need to exit Reese Robson once Cowboys go on that run of buyers. Uh yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on Blake Braley because he does have that really consistent role. He's got a very good combination and he's chasing up the middle. So he's actually acting almost a little bit like the fullback sometimes, following up the attacking raids running through. Uh, Roycey Hunt, guys, we talked about him last week. We said wait a week to get on. Glad we did because he only got another 18. He's going to drop more cash. I want to wait another week to see whether we get on or not. Could be that they were easing him in. And Cam McInnes, guys, we got a 50. Heaps of people like get on. He's only got two weeks to Dale Finucane gets back, and they're not going to muck around with Dale Finucane because he's the captain. So, so yes, Cam McInnes at any other club would be the starting nine. Well, at most clubs, he'd be the starting nine or the starting 13. He's not at the Sharks, so just don't buy him unless Dale Finucane breaks his leg. It's pretty simple. Uh, I don't think we have anyone else that we really need to talk about uh, in this side. I know a few people have been talking about Jacob Preston, guys. I can't think of any reason to sell him yet. Can you, Nick? No, he's got another couple of weeks. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, yeah, we'll we'll leave him alone. Uh, with that in mind, guys. Oh, and Corey Waddell. Uh, some people been on him. Five hundred k averages around forty seven on the edge spot. He's an okay choice, but there are probably better options out there. With that in mind, guys. Mitch, what have you got? To I got sharks by I got sharks by twelve, and it could be more. Excellent, Nick. Yeah, sharks by eighteen. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking it's at least 18. I'm thinking closer to the way that the Bulldogs have been blown out the last few games. 25, 30 points yeah. here yep. could be ugly. Because the yep. Sharks have looked like they can power on like they did against the Dragons. Awesome. Let's go again, guys. Saturday night. Nick, what's happening? Cowboys versus Knights. Uh, Jason Tamalolo's out with that knee, so Ruben Cotter will now take the 13 jersey. Meanwhile, Jordan McLean returns from a hamstring injury, shifting... Jake Granville back to the bench. No, that's disappointing, isn't it? Mm, it oh, is. Um, Kalen Ponga is returned. Um, Gun 5-8 will play his first game since round two after spending time in Canada for neurological testing. Tyson Gamble uh, moves to 14. 
jersey. Matt Croker has also been named to the bench, while Kurt Mann wearing the 13 jersey. Uh, Jacob Saifidi has also been named on the bench, returning from a four-game suspension. So actually a much stronger night side this week, Stu. Much stronger. So good to see. A little bit more punch off the bench, which I think they'll appreciate with uh, Jacob Saifidi back. So guys, with this in mind, let's let's take a quick look through. Kalen Ponga, look, we've got to start with him, Mitch. What are we doing about Kalen Ponga? Obviously, week one, 64 break even. Coming off a number of weeks away overseas, he's a stay away. How? What are we thinking about him? What do we want to see from Kalen Ponga? There is nothing you could say to convince me to buy Kalen Ponga. 250K? There's nothing you could say to convince me. Okay, fair enough. 11 day, 11 day, 11 day concussions, man. That's two weeks. I, I could pick up any number of players. He, he might go on a tear. And as you said, Stu, we are going to have to take risks with certain players. But my 2023 pledge was to not pick a player like this. And he is like the archetypal do not touch player. He's Boyd, Boyd Corner 2.0. You just can't touch him. Uh, the concussion risk is too high. Never mind the rest of his body, but which, by the way, has heaps of problems. I just don't think you can touch him. I feel really bad. I, I hope he is okay. And I hope I'm wrong about this. But... The next head knock he takes, he's going to rule him out for at least another two to three weeks. So, mm. I just don't think as a fantasy owner, I can park 500k of cash. And even if he drops below 400, say, which I don't think he will, I just can't justify it. There are too many better options out there. Fair enough. Uh, I'm almost wondering in this game whether he could even revert to the bench. Uh, Tyson Gambler start and then come in a little bit later once some of the sting's gone out of the game just to ease him in. They might not, but you never know. I don't hate that, but I don't think it reduces his injury risk. Uh, I think it reduces some guys. Like you've seen guys like uh, Cam Murray and Co. Like, you know, they're, they're sort of often their early game guys. But you're right, Ponga could cop at any time from what we've that, seen. And, and that's the concern, right? That's it. When he got done by Matty Lodge, it was about halfway through that game, I remember. Uh, Nick, for yourself, Kalen Ponga at any time or is he banned? I am so keen. Once another couple of weeks, I'm jumping on. Yeah. Oh, look, I think that you've got a certain number of trades. I reckon about 10% of your trades you've got to put aside for like those type of gambles. If you've already made some and they sucked, uh, stay away. But if you're really struggling, guys, or if you, you've been saving up your trades, there's a type of guy you can take a punt on simply due to the fact that he's he's also one of the few guys in the side who can crack a century. I'll be completely honest. That's it. Um, guys, he hasn't shown anything like 2020. In two years, I just, I just, if you're gonna put a risk down, yeah, but just, at, at like put it somewhere where it's gonna count. That's unreal. Sub 400k, that's un- that's beautiful. It's a good, good risk. But we'll we'll, we'll wait until he's actually by. He's done a week right. or two. Yeah, right. that's it. Okay, so anyway, we've had that discussion now. Uh, let's move on. Nick, Scotty Drinkwater, another guy who's been on the slide, about 150k down. What are we thinking? Just the exact same as Ponga, just wait another couple of weeks. He's stink water again, just for um, fantasy's sake. Uh, Carl Felt, uh, Stu, you brought him up last week as there was interest and has really bottomed out in price. Around 24 for a winger, he's averaged 32 in the last three years. I personally don't see the allure, but you won't lose your money on him. Um, Lockie Miller, he's averaging 52 this year. That's his break even this week. Uh, make sure to keep up. Um, I'm sorry, he's sure to keep it up, even with Ponga back, in my opinion. Uh, and he's a hold just for another week. Um, yeah. If you were thinking of moving on, so just hold on. He plays hey, round 13, which is the main reason to hold. He's, he's, he's a keeper this year, guys. He's kicking goals. 
right? Unless he loses goal kicking and gets mucked around with his game time, right? Lockie Miller, I, I keep him all year. He, he was just up against a really tough Panthers team last week defensively. Who don't... No one plays well against the Panthers in the backs. No, they just kick to the corners and then punch it down there. So he's only getting half a point per return. So and getting yeah, I'm, I'm just not ready to say he's a keeper until we sort of see the Knights in their final form, their spine and everything like that, and just wait and see. True. Okay, well, let's wait and see. Uh, guys, another guy. Okay, you know, I'm going to come back to Ruben Cotter. Jake Granville, guys, he's been benched. He got a 38 last week, but he's been benched. You cannot trust him off the bench. He's the type of guy who can get single-digit scores. Avoid Tyson Frizzell. He's a keeper-level edge just about, guys. 58 last week against a very tough Panthers team. Did really well. Uh, he is still a buy, but he's just about crushing the threshold of not being a buy. So you can get on. Phoenix Crosland, guys, 49. Last chance to get on. For my side, um, there's probably 100k in him, but with Tyson Gamble off the bench, would that concern you, Mitch? Yeah, it does. And that's why I didn't get on him last week. We saw from uh, our mate Tui up in Newcastle that they are looking for options at number nine, Stu. And I think you can probably speak better to this, but I'd like a little bit more confidence that Phoenix is going to get that 60 to 70 minute roll week to week. And, look, and, and, and yeah. mind you, that 49 had a try in there. True. I reckon he'll probably share a bit of 13 time with Kurt Mann, who's named this week. He's the next guy I'm going to talk about. So I reckon he'll be doing well there. But the I you're right, Crosland will get a rest at some point. So I would say that this week's the last week because even if they did buy a hooker tomorrow, it'll probably take three or four weeks to really get on, right? Yep. Especially if they're from England, just that acclimatization and everything else. Alright, uh Kurtman guys, he got a sixty last week. I reckon the guy that we're forgetting, I know a few guys have been keen on man at lock. Adam Elliott's back soon. So I know that he's been named like he's due back somewhere between rounds 9 and 10. So with that in mind, Mitch, it'd be a bit hard to get on Kurt Mann, yeah? Yeah, I just couldn't justify that at this point. The thing about Elliot is he might be in and he might be out, but when he comes back, that's gonna you're going to take a hit for a week or two, possibly longer, depending on how long it takes for Elliot to get injured again. So, you know, Mann's going to be a week-to-week proposition, but at this stage you couldn't get in if he's only a few weeks away. Yep, so he's, he's going to be one of those guys that are excluded from that uh, middle... Uh, list that I, I'm putting together. But the other guy that we, even though he is a really juicy mid-half combo, which could uh, could sit well on the bench, I'm not sure that he's just got the value there. But the other guy that we've got to talk about, guys, Ruben Cotter. So he's got a four to six week window uh, with Talmalola gone between now and Origin. And he is a decent certainty, but not complete certainty to play. Or if he, even if he's selected to play big minutes, uh, through Origin because Carrigan is fit and Hopgood is pushing for that exact same type of role that Cotter is in. And the Eels, I'll be honest with you, even though they're below them on the ladder, they're playing better than the Cowboys at the moment. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. So with that in mind, right, it could be Hopgood in with uh, Cotter somewhere around that team, but really just a fill-in for Carrigan and or Hopgood. So 673k, he's turned around that break-even, it's now in the 40s. There's no danger to him on the bench with, you know, James Tarmow's injured, like Tamalolo's gone. Uh, Jake Granville obviously is not the fix at 13. So I, I, reckon, he, I reckon it's wheels up on Ruben Cotter. Nick? No way. No? Nah. He, um, he'll miss the extra two games if he's in origin. He will. So I'm just saying that there's a, there's a decent chance that he may not be. There's also a decent chance that he gains a bunch of cash between now and then. 
He's he's a fifty nine average guy when playing at thirteen. Bunch uh, of money, mate. I don't love it. It, it it just feels super risky to me. I have to think about it. Uh, how about yourself, Mitch? I want to see one more week. Excellent. Okay. Well, look. How, how many, what's, what's your minutes prediction? What's your minutes prediction? Sixty with this bench. Look at that bench. So uh, let me let me read it out for the people at home. So this bench is Tom Chester, right? Who's a wing fullback? Jake Granville, who's just a body. Jermaine Tanua Brown, who is a prop, and Mitch Dunn, who's covering that hybrid role, right? So really. So we- did you say he averages fifty nine playing lock? Yeah. Oh, okay. It says here he's averaging. 50, 51 if he's playing lock. I could be wrong. Hold on. I've, I've where I got my stats from. So yeah, I've got fifty six minutes, fifty one points. So Excellent. we we currently have games. we currently have quite a playing bench in Origin. That's that's on our predicted team. It is though. Uh, I, I I don't I don't like it with Hopgood pushing. I I know. Anyway, I was going off that one. But even between now and then, we still have. We're only round eight, fellas. So, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I'm definitely not counting my fingers here. you got six games. Six games at 55. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. No, how many minutes? How many minutes do you think? Do you think he's 65, 70 minutes? I think he's, I think he's 60 to 65 minutes, definitely. And he, and he could play longer. Okay. Look, look at that bench. Jermaine Tuneau Brown is the only recognized middle there, and Mitch Dunn is possibly the other. And they're playing with Jordan McLean back from a hamstring and Cohen Hess at prop. Okay, if he gets the sixty-five minutes, he he's got a price target around eight fifty. So six wide. rounds. Uh, I'm thinking around. A f- yeah, I agree. Okay, if he if he gets the sixty-five minutes, yeah, I, I sort of see him fifty-eight, fifty-nine average. That makes sense. So five rounds, by the way, because he doesn't play round thirteen if he's playing Origin. So you got five rounds to do it. Anyway, I think there's some money there. Uh, so he's going on my list. No, I it. agree. I agree. I'm re- I'm reversing. Yeah, I, I'm in. I mean, if you if you want to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it, but if you want to do it and make the money, go for it. Yep. And if he doesn't make Origin, he's almost a must-have, right? You'd just be on him straight away. Yeah, but invariably, if he doesn't play game one and play like game two or game three, like there's always some sort of injury to a middle. Like Lindsay Collins will knock himself out. You know, like there's always something like that. Yeah, Paddy Carrion gets suspended. Gotcha. Exactly. Exactly. Easy. There's well, always look, something let, like that. Let, let's find out, because at least if he does play through to 16, you're laughing. Because uh, they oh, got the yeah, bite that sure. point anyway. Uh, yeah. So with that in mind, guys, uh, we've got a game up in North Queensland. Sorry, nice- sorry. Just just to go back to Cotter again, it just it's a lot like Madison at the moment. Like Madison could be like the best buy of Origin, or it could seriously bang you. Cotter's just like a slight level below that, Even, or same level. He's like ultimate boom or bust pick right now. He is. It's the real danger is is that he yeah, it's it's going to be a real struggle right to get him. So. Uh, if you get it wrong, you're definitely going to hurt or at least be burning a trade, yeah? Yeah, it's just your trades you'll be burning for sure. Yep. So, but he's de- he's definitely got a runway to work off. So, with that in mind, let's talk about the... Who do we think is going to win this one? I reckon the Cowboys have to... Cowboys yeah, by six. I, I, I feel like this Knights team, they're just... They've been punching above their weight for so long. That's got to wear off. you got to... You got to feel they're a little frisky there. though, aren't they? Like, really, they are a little frisky. They've got a good forward pack. I got Cowboys by 10, but I wouldn't be surprised if Knights found a way to win. They'll win ugly if they win, but that's that's how you win games, right? That's how they win games. Or <laughs> <laughs> losing by a point. Uh, how about yourself, Nick? Yeah, I'll, I'll back the cows at home uh, by six. Excellent. Yeah, you have to. Uh, 
I did feel bad for uh, the Knights though after that game where they came so close and Ivan Cleary comes out and says, oh, that's the worst game that we've played all year. Like, it's not even close. So <laughs> it's like, oh, man, what oh, do you have man. to do? It's- all right, so I don't know what you guys are doing Sunday at 2 p.m., but I know what I'm not doing. Won't be watching this Dolphins-Titans game. Uh, in a huge boost, Felice Kafuzi has returned from a four-game suspension and will line up in the back row alongside Connolly Lemu-Lemu. Uh, Kenny Bromwich has been omitted and will serve a one-game suspension. JJ Collins has also shifted out of the starting 17 in place of Jared Wallace. Uh, for the Titans, Jaden Campbell has been named at fullback. However, AJ Brimson could be a late inclusion being named in the reserves as he needs a return from that hamstring injury. That, to me, is a little bit early. I think he'll be one week away. Aaron Shoup has also been named as Philip Sammy shifts into the centers. And Jojo Fafita on the wing. New recruit Thomas McKayley will also play his first game for the club with Cleese Haas named on the bench. So, uh, Nick, let's get you to start off with a nice, easy one. Isaiah Katohelmet, he's 338k, 40 points. He has a seven break even. What are you thinking? Mate, he's absolutely must if you somehow missed him today. So there's still plenty of time to get on. Jump on this week if you haven't. Uh, his hardest partner, guys, Cody Nicarema, who I've uh, been quite excited about. Um, he, he's 245K, so he's almost that bargain basement with 25 points last week. I've got a huge buy riding on him still. He was very busy and dominant early in the game um, and was a dominant half for at least the first 30 minutes or so before then starting to split the kicking or Katoa more taking over. And... Uh, Nick Arima with his involvements, he really could have uh, had a score in the 40s, had some of the attacking raids pulled off. Um, it was just really good to see them playing through Nick Arima from a nice test point of view, so I've still got a really big buy on him, personally. Um, but I understand if you don't want to do it, I think it's got a little bit of risk, but um, I think he's worth picking up. Uh, Tanner Boyd, guys, uh, 47, which is a good score. He averages around 40 with or without Fuzzer, so the inclusion of Fuzzer doesn't really mean anything. Uh, he's yet to really put that boom score together with the attacking, kicking, goal kicking, and tackling stats. So essentially, just like a normal Sean Johnson game, he hasn't really put that together. He's priced at 36 at the moment, so he's almost ripe for selling if you have something else better to buy like Moses. But um, this, we're still waiting for a really big boom game to sort of get his price maybe along uh, up into the 600. So uh, that could may never come. It may you know, never come. Depending up. upon how you feel. Yeah, he's he seems to have that sort of high forties, low fifties as his kind of like cap, which is a little bit of a shame. But on the yep. plus side, guys, if you own Harry Grant, you've got to hold at least until his buy. So he's hold for a couple more weeks, and I can't see reason to sell him at the moment. If nothing else, if you own him and uh, Jaden Braley, well, when Jaden Braley was still playing there, or, or um, Reese Robson. Uh, you've actually got your two hookers, which will cover you the entire year. That's it. So, uh, but yeah, Boyd is definitely a hold for now. Guys, we've got to talk about Jerry Marshall King. I almost tried to talk about him in the Souths game before working that one out. He has a very impressive set of numbers this year, guys. 56 last week, and he's getting the pack going. I've got no issues for anyone looking to buy Jerry Marshall King because he really seems to be uh, pushing the limits of where he's at. He's 704K, so he's that tier below the you know, guys like Cook, Robson, and Grant, but he also plays around 13 and 14. So, guys, with that in mind, I've got Jeremy Marshall King as a pretty solid buy, and I certainly have him as decently ahead of uh, other similar type of guys like Reed Marnie. How about you, Mitch? Look, he certainly passed the eye test as far as his ability to play and lead 
the Dolphins pack around, but uh, he fits into a bit of a weird realm. I don't know if I could justify buying him at this point. I'd probably lean more towards a Coruscant, a Harry Grant, or a Robson who are higher-level performers. I don't think I can justify uh, Jeremy Marshall King, but he does look good. I will give you that. Um, I don't hate it, but I myself am not getting on it. How about you, Nick? Yeah, it's not a value pick. It's a or it's a buy pick. It so is. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good pick up uh, just based upon the origin. But yeah. you're not going to make you know, no. boatloads of cash on him. It could be that if you were looking to get off Harry Grant prior to origin, you could get off there. I'm not. No, That's I'm, a great trade. Yeah, great trade. It could be there, and then you just pick up Harry Grant later on the other side of origin. Uh, guys, we've got to talk about Conley Lemuelu. Uh, it was talked about a keeper center, but pulls out of 34. He was hooked early in that game. But when I was watching it, it was mainly due to the fact that they were running all the traffic down there uh, up against uh, young Isaiah Katoa. So Lemuelu was just having to tackle and run his guts out to try and defend him. So they gave him a break. I reckon Lemuelu is a hold. we just got to wait for next week to see what happens when Kenny Bromwich and Felice Kafusi both play together, assuming that Kafusi doesn't get suspended this week. Uh, we also got to talk about uh, David Fafita, guys. So he's a guy that I wanted to get on preseason, didn't, starting to regret it, 67. So, and he's not doing the David Fafita things. I've still got him as a buy because he's pumping out those numbers, but he's not doing the what we've seen the last few years, which is the one David Fafita rampage worth 29 points. He's just accumulating stats. So I've got a big buy rating on David Fafita. The only issue is he's playing himself into origin contention, which is really frustrating me. Mitch, what do you think about 100%. David Fafita? Exactly what you said, mate. I had it between him and Tyson Rizal last week, and I actually rated Fafita as the better buy. And Nick sort of called it with the return of Kieran Foran that Fafita would have elevated performance, and it's something we spoke about a lot last year with Toby Sexton. But the issue is he is playing well. He's going to play Origin. I, I can't justify picking him at this point, but I wish he wasn't because he'd be on my team if he if he wasn't a lock for Origin at the moment. I, I just don't think they can not pick him. He's proven that with good service, he's an absolute menace to deal with. And I think, you know, put Cam Munster next to him, that could be pretty interesting. For sure. But, like, if you look at his game against the Broncos, so he did get the line break and the line break assist in their game, but he also put in 36 tackles, uh, four tackle breaks, an off one offload and one offload to hand, and 122, uh, sorry, 173 metres run. So, uh, oh, sorry, two offloads and two offloads to hand in that game. So he's, he's just pulling the stats from... He's, drinking from all parts of the milkshake, so to speak. So, yeah, definitely a buy on him, even at almost 800k. I'd have him above Isaiah Papali as guys we want near the end of the season at the moment, just due to the fact that the Tigers suck so much. Yeah, I had him penciled in as around 17 buy, but really, um, if he plays Origin, he only misses one extra game with their buy schedule. So, yeah, he's, he's got a really strong buy rating as a um, gun edge, guys, right now. He's mm. already missed his first buy of the year, so, yeah. Wheels up. Interesting. And he'll only play off the bench too, likely. Yep. Uh, I reckon he'd be the, the prototypical type of guy he'd start on edge there. Though you never know. He's, he's playing that well. He, he could be staying this year. Yeah, I think he'll start. Then, he looks good. He's As I said, he's proven that with a good half he can play. And that was the problem last year. He, look, he was carrying that knee injury, but the bottom line was, and I said it early on, Toby Sexton sucks. So, what yes. about um, like Ellie Katawa to uh, Fafita? What do you reckon? Oh, shit. Straight like upgrade. That. Oh, my God. I could do that. That's an enormous upgrade. Yeah, it's oh, nice, eh? I got 250K sitting there. I could do that tonight. 
It's, it's many. A, I think many people could do something like that. Well, if nothing else, you know that Katoa's got the buy next week as well. And uh, can we quickly check the next five for Feeder? Because that, that'll tell you what's coming up to Origin for him. Tells you whether there's potential. Because if there's potential for a Rampage, that's where you really enjoy the Fafita time, right? <laughs> he does. He's got the Dolphins, the Manly, Parramatta, but he's got Newcastle and Canterbury. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he could go on Rampage time. <laughs> But he's got the post-origin um, Rabbitohs in round 14, followed by the Tigers. And then he's got the post-origin Broncos, followed by Canberra. And then, oh, geez, that's a beautiful draw. Man. That's it. All uh, right. You've swayed me, boys. Wheels up. Okay, yeah. I, I definitely see it there. Uh, if nothing else, you're getting him for basically what he started the season at. He's only 20K up on the year. So Yeah, I like it. Excellent. Wheels up. Nice. So... Next guy that we've got to talk about is the Hammer. So, guys, he scored a 32. His first game this year, he didn't score a try. 32 in the side that's under the pump is an okay result. I've got Hammer as a hold because, again, he plays those games that we don't, uh, you know, round tw- uh, 12, 13, 14. And he seems to be doing very well. He just almost got to the line, just didn't quite get over. He had another 12, I'm with you, mate. 12 points in this game. He's averaging 45. We're not even having this conversation, right? Yep, 100%. Yep, passes the eye test. So leave Hammer in your side. I've seen some people selling him online. Don't do it. But Leave this... Hammer alone. <laughs> he looks awesome, man. Don't touch him. He's one of the best players in that team. He is. And everyone's playing tough for Wayne Bennett, right? They they are. Even in the games where they've been tuned up a little bit, it's just been sort of incidental. Uh, and they've only really been blown out the once, which has been good. So, guys, I've got the Dolphins winning this one by eight. I think that the Titans still need a little bit more work. Uh, and by that, I mean two more seasons and a complete roster clean out until they become good. How about you, Mitch? <laughs> uh, I've got the Dolphins by four. Excellent. Nick? Mate, I don't actually mind the Titans. I've got Titans by eight. Excellent. Well, look, this yeah, will be one of the closer it. ones. No one will be watching. Uh, guys, we have the <laughs> other game that you won't be watching on Sunday because it's the Tigers. Oh, this is Seagulls. worse. It's the Poop Bowl. I might be going to go see this one, though. might be taking oh my the Zoe down to go and see it. No, it'd be good. The um, Take it to the Anzac game, mate. What are you doing? Camerdown Sports Center. Oh, at the... oh, actually, it's at Allianz. Yeah, I might do that. Okay, so I thought it was down at the SCG, and I'm like, I hate watching footy there. Anyway, moving on. Uh, guys, you hate footy after watching this. <laughs> well, Mitch, how about you take us through what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mate, I'll, I'll run you through it. Let, let's get this done. Adam Dwayne here, ACL has been ruled out forever after suffering his third ACL injury in five years. Braden Wakeham takes his place at 5'8". Young gun Jeremiah Bulli will make his NRL debut at fullback. Charlie Staines moves to the wing as Asu Kapoa into the centres to replace Brent Naden with that collarbone fracture. Tommy Talau and Dane Laurie return on the bench as Sean Bloor and Jake Simpson drop out. So, Stu, I know you were going to do that sort of Tigers... Uh, Rundown. We might get you to do that in a second because it's friggin' musical chairs here. Josh Schuster quad is back after missing three games, and Winger Ruben Garrett concussion also returns. I told you, Josh Schuster injury magnet that will continue. Kamatu Lagi concussion has been replaced by Ethan Bullimore. Samuela Fainu makes his NRL debut off the bench. So, real quickly, Stu, you were going to give us a bit of a rundown about the Tigers at the look, start of the potty. This is your moment, mate. Uh, look, I just, when I saw this team, you know, because Dewey's he's done his ACL. So, there's A, they're saying 16 months. So, it could be written out for next year as well, which is most of his contract. Yeah, 12 months from here, another four months down the track sort of puts us basically at the end of the year. 
So really, it looks like they're calling time this year. You can see that they put the queue in the rack. If you have a look at the squad, right, uh, you basically see them giving up a lot. So Sean Bloor, who was one of the best players a few weeks ago, out of the side. Joe Offengowry, who was a bit underdone, is in, right? But then you've got Dane Laurie at 14. You've got this guy, Jareem Buller, right, out of nowhere. They're just throwing sticks at the wall and seeing if one of them sticks. So I'm just... Throwing sticks at the wall. Exactly. That's the. It's the tigers, mate. They they couldn't find mud, so they threw sticks and said, "You mean shit sticking. at the wall, mate?" <laughs> so look, Junior Tupu. They found finding some good guys there. Nasi Kapoa. They're good players. Stafford Toa's all right, but this team they're almost unbuyable. Any of them because they will just be trying to work themselves out for next year. Now you can see that they put the queue in the rack. They know that they're not playing final. So I'm having a real hard time buying any. Tigers until you see a massive like two to three game turnaround and I'm not sure that's happening this year I feel it's like you know the Bulldogs of the last few years where you wanted them to be decent but they weren't I feel that that's this so with that in mind guys I'm struggling to talk about any of the Tigers I will look Appy Coruscant that's the mood oh that is the mood about the Tigers Oh, Look, not about man. Appy, because I reckon he'll still play Origin, which is a shame because he's finally Did turned his you, pass around. He was a Panthers hooker, <laughs> and if he stays there, they're probably a lock for the Premiership. How do you think he's feeling right now? Does, it not, does that sort of money make it feel any better to be playing for this team? Like, honest uh, to God. Probably 400 grand probably does a lot better, I'm thinking. Once you got the rings, man, well, if you've got three, and he's got three, surely you've got to go, actually, you know what, I've got to salt some money away to Talk support to Tom Brady, man. Yeah, but that's true. But there's, he's not Tom Brady, right? He's, he's got to put money away. He's also not putting away $55 million a year. He's putting away eight hundred. So that's for true. him, that's fair. doubling his income, I don't mind Appy doing what he did. Uh, I'd say, guys, you probably can't buy him. I had to get on if he looks good, but I can't do it. Stefano, guys, 38 points a uh, fortnight ago. Slowly start to look for an exit over the next few weeks for him as he caps out in price. One guy we do need to briefly talk about for those guys looking for a somewhat of a cash down this week, Brandon Wakem, 364k. Uh, he's not an absolute fantasy super, superstar, but he there are no other halves in the squad. None. I looked through their roster. They're top 30 today. They're basically out. So What about the Simkin bloke? He's gone. Oh, 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 so, so, what's, so, what's wrong with him? So, so, sorry, not Simkin. Simkin is a hooker. Yeah, so, can he, he can play a bit of halves, so can he? I know probably in the same way, like, you know, that uh, Moses Suley can play, you know, 5-8. Yeah. He can stand oh, in the position. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. I thought I thought he was hooker half. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, nah, he's he's pretty much a hooker, mate. So he's just sat behind a few other guys. They lost their backup, uh, Jock Madden. When they lost him, they lost all the backup. That's why they bought him, Brendan Wakem. And there's no one else there. So with that... Where did Jockey go? Did he go to Brisbane or something? He did. Um... And I think he's trying his best out up there. But Brandon Wakem, he he can play. He can be worth a fair bit of money. So, like, I, I could see him sort of reaching mid-400K, whatever else. When he's he plays a five career eight. 34 half. Yeah, so there's, there's some money there. Uh, it's, it's not a strong recommendation, though, just for those people who are looking for something that fits the bill. Uh, that's safe. Guys, let's talk about a guy who isn't safe but has been really pumping out some uh, yo-yo scores. What's happening with DC Image? Look, mate, I think his stats were buoyed by a couple of things. He had 
Five goals kicked, resulting in 10 points, which would be instantly taken away by Ruben Garrick returning. Five tackle busts, uh, which is a bit abnormal for him. And an increase in kick meters, which we haven't seen when Schuster is there. It was actually more around the 350 mark instead of that 460, 500 mark in the two weeks that Schuster played in round three and four. He isn't going to be having this performance every week. Uh, and keep in mind that now that Schuster has come back, it may regress. regress. So we did have that 34 in round three uh, when he was there. And a number of players you got on Cherry Evans when he had that big score got absolutely slapped. All this in mind, he has continued to be a good fantasy keeper. But really, like DCE, I'd be going clear or Nico all day. I, I just, you know, he, he, he is on the downward trend as far as an NRL fantasy player. And I think... Unlike in previous year where foreign or previous years where foreign didn't drink quite as much of the milkshake, they are trying to get Schuster to become more involved as the heir apparent to this team. So, you know, I don't think he's not a buy, but I just think there are better keepers out there. I'd go Moses over over DCE, for instance. Done. Like it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Nick, let's jump to the guy that everyone wants to talk to. So, Jareem Buller. Mate, what are we thinking about him? 230K. Uh, he's got a 35 average in three games in reserve grade at fullback. He's 21 years old. He's six foot one, 91 kilos. And this is just an excerpt from a um, article. It says Jareen Buller will be a kid who comes out of nowhere. Sheen's told the Herald. Dane has been training at halfback and fullback. Stainsy at fullback and wing. But this kid has been playing fullback all year in the second team, and he's been the best trainer at the club. So there's obvious raps on him, but mm. if he's going to get more than one week, who bloody knows? As Stu said, it is an absolute lottery. Oh, but at two thirty k, I think, I think you could take the risk at two thirty k. To be honest, if he if he came in like um that leaming guy at like five hundred k, then obviously no way. But two thirty, you can only lose ten k, can't you, Stu? You can. It's more just then you've got a red dot sitting on your bench if he gets pulled next week. I reckon I want one week for the eye test, right? But it's interesting that they're saying that Dane Laurie's been training at halfback because that could answer the question about who's the other half here. Could be Dane Laurie to 5'8", who he did play a bit of that reserve at uh, the Panthers. So it could be yep, there. I see that happening. I see that happening. Well, that's true because in that case, Brent, Brennan Wakeham officially becomes not a buy. We'll wait to see on Dane Laurie because he's a decent runner. So during Buller, I wouldn't be mad if you bring him in this week. Personally, I'm waiting till next week to see what's happening. Awesome. Uh, who else have we got, Nick? Uh, Junior Tupu. He's uh, got the second lowest break even in the league. He averaged 33.5 on the wing in the NRL and 33 in reserve grade. Um, he really tore it up against the, I believe, was it the Eels a couple of weeks ago? I'm not rushing out to get him as the stats are just a little bit inferior to Isaac Thompson, despite Thompson's struggles this year, where I think I test Isaac Thompson has just struggled and that's reflected in the stats. But Thompson's on a miles better team, so that's the only reason why I wouldn't go Junior Tupu. And he costs a little bit more as well. So, yeah, just avoid him, in my opinion. Um, Olaquatu is just a quick dispatch. He was named as Joey's bolter for the edge in origin, which just makes him impossible to buy, in my opinion. So just avoid him. Turbo as well, dispatch. He's, uh, this is our weekly. He is still a massive trap at this stage because of injury break, even origin selection. Etc. Etc. Just avoid completely. I think that's a wrap on this game. So I got um, Manly by thirty. I reckon. Excellent, Mitch. Manly by sixteen. And yeah, I've got something similar there. Manly by twelve. 
Awesome. Uh, Nick, do you want to take us through, mate? Uh, the first of the Anzac Day games that uh, Mitch is recommending we go to, which is the Roosters versus the Dragons. Mate, it, this is honestly like game of the year, like for a fan. It's like one of the best games I've ever been to. Trent Robinson has, was brutally dropped halfback Sam Walker after back-to-back oh, losses, which sees Joey Manu move to 5'8", and Paul Momorowski move into the centres. Angus Crichton plays his first game since the World Cup final to replace Nat Butcher, who's suspended. Uh, Satili Tupanua also returns from his first game since round 18 last year. Nathan Brown is on the extended bench. Uh, Flake, Fletcher Baker, I was going to say Flaker Betcher, <laughs> when we see another <laughs> game. <laughs> um, for the Dragons, uh, you're not going to believe this, guys. Jaden Sewer has been dropped for Ben Murdoch Masila. Oh, my God. I don't God. know what... Did, did uh, Sewer Key Cook's car or something, like, seriously? Holy hell. shit. Are you for real? That can't be true. It cannot yeah, be a thing. It feels like a time he's not, he's, he, he might be injured, guys. It might be an unannounced injury because he's not even in the 21. He has had calf injuries. It's got to be that because there's no way BMM gets picked up. Like, BMM shouldn't even be in the 21. Friggin' hell. Play Billy Burns. Play play anyone. Like, oh, God. Play Sully in the edge role, eh? You know, like anything, yeah. Play me. Um, well, you could play um one of the Fenai brothers in the centers and push Sully into the... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just shooting the shit. Okay, I'll kick us off, guys, with um, potentially the most interesting dragon as um the, the dragons were super fantasy irrelevant, but uh, they're soaring to relevance uh, now that their buyers out of the way of round one. Um, and all their players are dropping coin. But Jack DeBellin, guys, 614K, cracked to 67 with a 42 break even. Sit back and relax. Uh, he's a career 0.86 PPM at lock, guys, and he was 0.72 PPM in his first two games of the season off the bench. Now, he returned to form last week at a 0.84 PPM starting lock again, which is back in line with his career. Uh, the way I see it, he plays around 13. He's absolutely zero chance of origin. Historical fantasy gun. The Dragons have shared depth at the position. The Dragons looked much better with him in that position, in the lock position. They did. And, a six, and he's a 60-minute uh, debellant at a point eight PPM is a 48 player, which is around 700K. So that's around 85K just on the downside. That is the worst case scenario in my mind. And the upside is a 65-minute player at a 0.85, which is 56 points, or an 800K player. I see no reason not to jump on him this week despite other off-field risks. Yeah, I've got a burner. <laughs> That's one yeah. of the off-field uh, risks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're getting sued. <laughs> anyway. Honestly, he's honestly he's he's. Uh, I don't know. As a Dragons fan, whilst we lost, I just felt, you know, he's just that security blanket. Makes the tackles, makes some runs. He looked a bit unfit, but my God, it's good to see him back. I think um, he's, I think he's figured out how to play. You know, in the post Philandis ball era. My question to you, Nick. You know, in 2018, he was one of the best scorers in fantasy along with Cam McInnes. Could we see something like that, or are those days behind him? Yeah, yeah, he's one, not the uh, yeah, nine hundred. We're not going to see nine hundred k from him, are we? No, no. I th- I think um, mid to high seven hundreds is what I'm sort of um, projecting. All right, here's another question for you, because this is where I am willing to take risks on on players with minutes on teams that are struggling. Fafida or Jack DeBellin? Ah, 
Or can Nolas Doss? Yeah, you're right. Get them both. I can't so, so, both so, this so, week, though. So, okay, well, Jack DeBellin, we could have used three trades, but I get your point. Uh, Jack DeBellin is a guy who I want to add to my middles list later. So currently we have Ruben Cotter, right? TPG and Jack DeBellin. And uh, only only one of them doesn't play Origin, but the uh, the other, or sorry, two don't play Origin, but the other, the two that don't are massive suspension risks. They are. So so or that's why they're risks. all very they're all very similar price. So that's why I'm I'm sort of chatting there. Anyway, look, Jackie. Sweet. So uh, yeah, we're loving Jackie this week, and Joseph Suoliti, guys, a bit like Olakwatu, who I mentioned earlier. Um, he's he's in line to get that wing spot. We're sort of thinking at the moment. So he's just going to drop coin. Yeah. And miss the extra round 16 games. He's just got a line to him at the moment, despite he might even drop some coin, but I'm not interested in him then anymore. So I, um, I think he will get it too. Let, let's he wait should. and see. He's he's around 14 by at soonest. He, he's an origin player. I, I'm going to jump in now, guys. Jack Bird. So, Stu, you've been talking about him for a long period of time, uh, and I noticed you picked him up, and he continues to be a standout performer in a team without many standout performers, though Nick just brought up another one. The DPP is super tasty, and he really does look to have that guaranteed 80-minute role. The thing I like about him, Stu, is he's making something from nothing with his tackle breaks, and he is making a bucket of tackles. He has 40 tackles in the last game. My only concern is this. He didn't score well against the Sharks, and that's probably the best defensive team the Dragons have played. They actually can tackle someone crabbing across the field. And outside of that, he has played against the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Titans twice, and the Broncos, who actually are not great defensively. I love his consistency, and I'm tempted to shed Lemolelu for him. But my biggest question mark is around his ability to get those tackle busts and those attacking stats against teams that can actually tackle. So the Roosters this week to me are an excellent litmus test. If you don't have him... I reckon you could actually hold a week just to see how he goes against the Roosters because if he can crack out 50 against the Roosters, he can do it against anyone. Otherwise, I, I think you should look elsewhere. I really do. Yeah. Oh, look, he's certainly the highest price of those uh, centers that you really want. The The downside is that if you miss this week with a break even at 24 and he does kick off, could be r- real panic stations time because you'll just be falling behind. That's the only danger there. So I, I row, don't think he's cracking out 50 against the Roosters, right? I just don't see it. He's a career 45, 80-minute back row guy. So I, I think that's you look literally at that, what he's priced at the moment. I'm going to take look, 20, you look at that dragon, out of that one. You're going to look at the Dragons' run, though. It's going to start getting a little tough. Like, I'm not pushing back on Jack DeBillon because he's a tackling machine and he plays right up the guts. He's going to score no matter what. In fact, against teams like Roosters, I think he'll score more. Jack Bird... He, he's known for tackle bus, like he's consistently having seven or eight tackle bus a game. That's a lot of points. And he's not going to have that against the Roosters, I don't think. Oh, look, I, if I you think... remove 2021, he's a 42 average. So, yeah. you know. So, yeah, watch that. That's 11 games. So, decent. Yeah. I, I, think you got, I think you got to wait. You have to wait for this week at least. Um, but, you know, if you get him and he cracks it off, well, kudos. Yeah. Uh, interesting uh, that they moved him to the right hand side to cover Sewer, too. Yeah, well. That is interesting. He, He's their, he's the, one of their best players. I, th- I would say he is their best player outside of Ben Hunt. He and Jack DeBellin and Ben Hunt are the best on field, yeah. uh, which probably leads me to the most talented player, however, on the Dragons team, which is Tyrell Sloan. So, again, my biggest concern with Tyrell has been the teams he's played against. Great result, as uh, Stu's written down here, against the Raiders. I'd hold until he peaks again, and then I, I agree he is a sell. 
Uh, I'm looking for ways to not play him this week because against the Roosters, there's no way he's having all the tackle busts he did. But he certainly, for the Dragons, is a player of the future. Whether he's a big fantasy performer this year, I'm not sure. We've certainly made a bit of cash out of him. And I'd be certainly continuing to prepare to move on from him over the next few weeks. I can't see 50 every week. And the Dragons schedule coming up looks something like uh, this. So I'll do a Roosters... Dogs, oh, Tigers, that snow is so bad. Then Cowboys, Roosters, Dolphins. So, you know, you got the Roosters twice, the Bulldogs who have reasonable defense, and the Dragons always struggle against the Cowboys. So maybe he has two good games against Tigers and Dolphins. I don't really love it. That's it. Well, just, yeah, just wait and find out. So once he peaks again, hop off. Uh, yep. Perfect sort of guy to jump into. The next man I'm going to talk to, If this would be the trade of the year. If you can somehow get from Tyrell Sloan to James Tedesco, Pulled the 37 last week, which is an okay on a team which really struggled for points, only scored the 12. Uh, keep on watching. We want to see one good game before getting on Teddy. His break even is, uh, from memory, 54 this week, Nick. Oh, mate. You got to, uh, 59, my apologies. Uh, 59, so we have a week. No matter what happens, unless he cracks out like 177, you've got a week to hump, hunt, uh, hop on James Tedesco. So with that in mind, uh, just let him keep on dropping in points. But once he bottoms out, guys, I would actually hold him over that origin period because he's one of those guys you do want in your final team. And if you can get him at that 200 grand discount, I'd probably just wear the games that he misses, wouldn't you, Nick? I would for the right price for sure. Yeah, well, the right price being possibly somewhere between 550 and possibly 500k. Remember when I said he dropped the 500k and you laughed at me? Oh, we, we did. We did, and there we are. Once we get there, mate, you can laugh at us. Uh, another guy we've got to talk to, guys, Joey Manu. So if you think that Joey Manu is going to go well, and if the news that we're sort of hearing that Sam Walker might get more than one week in Reggie's, it could be a good time to hop on. So Nick's added some details here, is that he's added 60, average of 68 in four Whoa. games in the halves. In 2021 and 2022, though that was with that 102 that he scored. Oh, sorry, 103 against the Dragons. So he's playing this week. leg cramp game. Yes. Uh, well, I think he did actually have a leg cramp because remember he missed the next week with a calf. He taught, yeah, he strained his calf. So he found a way to score a try. So <laughs> he was just like, oh, they stopped playing. It's just like, oh, well, I'll score a try, then go off the Gross. ground. Gross. So. Is he, is he a super boom, Stu? Is he a super boom? That's the question. Oh. No, because he's breaking in 64, bro. So for yeah, Joe, but, uh, he can easily get that. We know that. Come on, come on. I'm not going to call a super boom for a guy who's got to break I, in a 64. How long do we think Walker's sent to the Shadow Realm? Like, I've been calling for Manu to the Haas for a long, long period of time. I think they've moved the wrong frigging guy. They needed to move Kiri onto the Dolphins, which they didn't do. Yeah. Um, but, but, but like, I can see where they've done it. They Cooper have to Cronk, win these games. Cooper Cronk was calling for it on uh, 360. He works for the Roosters. So I think I've been Walker calling for may it. have been Shadow Realm. No, no, but no. Cronk works for them, bro. I should work for him. The, <laughs> the hard part is, is that if the Roosters lose the next couple of games because of where they sit on the ladder and then they've got that tough origin period coming out where they've got a number of players out because, you know, they're totally under the salary cap. They just happen to have like 17 you know, national and international players, <laughs> they they could really come under the pump and they might sort of finish 7th or 8th and really ruin their finals chances again this year. So I think they're doing this. So they pick up this next run of games which they got in front of them, right, to make sure that they can push into the finals. Because if we have a look at the next couple of fixtures, 
dragons, warriors, cowboys, panthers, and dragons again, they should be odds on early in the year to pick up sort of somewhere between three to four out of five of these. If not all five, they should at least push four. I but the way they've been playing, two. that's what I mean. <laughs> I guess I played the dragons twice. Yep. But, <laughs> but the Warriors are playing well enough at the moment that if the the Roosters are last week turn off, the Warriors will win. They could lose against the Cowboys too. So the Warriors are legit, man. Don't not to not sleep on the Warriors. They can play. That's it, and especially because they're playing uh, Cowboys up at Magic Round up at Suncorp. So it's essentially it's an away game for the for them as well. So with that in mind, uh, I think that it could be a fair while that Sam Walker's out. No guarantees, but look, I I'm probably going to wait a week, but I'm not certain. Could could be a last minute inclusion. Like I'm I'm pulling the trigger, hundred percent. You doing it, oh. Mitch? How about you? No, I can't. I can't. I can't make all these moves in one he, week, guys. He can't, can't I don't pick have up. infinite. I don't have infinite freaking cash, though. I, I, I'm sure Emma is uh, cackling at the moment. Not only did she knock off Stu in the family league, which oh, is did. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny when you choose every bad player. Occasion they all combine. <laughs> oh, mate! <laughs> but she's got Joey Manu, so she's laughing. But I just yeah. can't afford him. I can't buy every player Ca- in the league. You know what? If you own Joey, you can captain him this week. He's he's probably due. Uh he'll get some good ball against St George up the middle. Oh man, it's like God, that is it's such like... a spicy captain. Okay, no, no. okay, okay. Not, okay, not, not, okay. not just that he'll Does be it... running up against Ben Murdoch Masilla. Yeah, I was just about to say he's up against <laughs> Ben Murdoch Masilla, who the only thing he runs fast for is a meat pie in the grandstand <laughs> at the end of the game. Like fucking hell, <laughs> honest to God. Well, he might be running up against Jackie Bird, so you know, might might get. Oh, do you team. know what? Legit, if I was Anthony Griffin. Wherever they put Joe Mine, I'd be like, Jack Bird, I don't care where <laughs> which side you are. You follow him and Ben Murdoch Masilla. You go the other side. I don't know. You're like, freaking hell. Go play on the wing. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Over Zunder's 10 tackle bust for Manu. It's going to be overs, right? Uh, oh, God. I, 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 I wouldn't take that bet. I reckon he could, could have more. Seriously. As long as he doesn't get injured or could cusp from, you know... Michaeli Ravalawa. Is Ravalawa playing? No, he's uh, out. Okay, no, he should be fine. Yes, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other guy we've got to talk about real quick before we spend the entire time on, on Joey Marnie. So, we've got one guy who's buying. you got me who's unsure, and you got Mitch who wants to but can't on that yeah, one. So, it. been no help to the listeners at home. Pretty much make up your own mind on Joey Marnie. 64, <laughs> 64 break even. It, that's my struggle. If he was 34 or even 44, I'd be on 64. I reckon I've got a week. See how he goes. I th- yeah, I think you. I think you do. But like the question, if he has a big game this week, I I, I tend to go with you, Stu, because if he has a big game this week, Walker could be shadow realm for a while, and we know Kiri sooner or later is going to go down with a head knock. So then Walker will be back in anyway. So if Man- Manu has a chance to really prove himself as a, a legitimate, you know, he I liken him to like a Jack Whiten. So anyway, I want to see this week. I think you could wait a week. I really do. The only issue about Joey Manu playing 5-8 long term, he cannot kick. He's got a decent little chip, right? Like like, like all, all Well, hard, doesn't that make Brandon Smith relevant because then he'll get more kick meters, won't he? He do. So, Brandon Smith, guys, next guy, 44 points, was on track. He actually did crack 50 before he sent Oh, in. just quickly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just just take a step back, sorry. Um, he's going to kick Teddy because Walker's the kicker and he's gone. Momorowski, possibly, because he's named in the centers. Yeah, it'd be Mommy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. No, Jack Jackson Paulo might kick. I believe he can kick. Luke Keary could he have can. a go. Super Newer's not yeah. far from Jackson coming back Paulo. either. He can kick too, can't he? 
Nah, that's no. a Takiyahu. Takiyahu, sorry. Sorry, Takiyahu's back soon from his ACL. No, 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 no. Tupanese no, no, back no, soon. Takiyahu's on in um. He's in France. Well, who was one who kicked? Takiyahu, but Tupanua is back from his ACL. Oh. But he don't, he don't kick, bro. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Uh, Hutchinson can also kick from there. Also, also, did we make a point that Angus Crichton's back? No. Big Angus, back. Oh, my God. We've yeah. got to wait a week. That? So yeah, Dragons are going to get absolutely dominated uh, here. $3.25. Fuck. That's worth $100 on the Roosters, honestly. Yeah. I know I know. Anzac Day is close, but Dragons are going to get sent to the Shadow Realm here. Yeah, well, look, Angus Crichton will certainly be in for a good day. Egan Butcher leads again. Uh, we've got to talk about Egan Butcher real quick, which is you have a week until Nat Butcher and Satili Tupanua get back, so you probably got yep. one to two weeks at best. Uh, I reckon yeah, then sell for takes sure. a little bit of a rest at some point or shuffles into the middle to allow uh, Tupania to have a go on an edge. Uh, but yes, moving on from that, the next thing we've got to talk about, guys, uh, Brandon Smith, he cracked 50, got Simbind, but it showed that I reckon he's back, wheels up again, and he's one of those guys where he really does help over that origin period. Yes, he misses 13 and 19, but he hits all those minor buy rounds and 16. So for me, he is a hold. That DPP it just makes him really good. And he's still down a chunk of change. So if you get on, you've you got time to make plenty of money off him. Because we know that Brian Smith is can be worth like 650K, right, Mitch? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I, I, I like what I saw. He's a suspension magnet and he's an idiot, but you can't not have him at the moment. That's it. And the fact that he's able to plunder a try every now and then, which he did in this game, is good to see. All right, let's... Uh, and the fact that his tackles were up the week before, also handy. So with that in mind, guys, uh, look, I've got the... I can see the Roosters probably winning this one by about 18. How about you, Mitch? It's always close. Let's go Roosters by 10. 10? It's always close. I think they'll pull away late. Yeah, Dragons suck, but the Roosters will beat them. Fair enough. How about yourself, Nick? Oh, Dragons by 10. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a sandwich nah, back on that nah, one. Nah, nah, nah. Dragons well, what by do you any want? amount. What odds do you want? What, just for the head-to-head? Head? Head-to-head, yep. Dragons win. Uh, what's the... Uh, let me have a look. Oh, at least three. Oh, give me five. Oh, you... Four to one. Four to, four to one. Four to one. Yeah, four to one's fair. Yeah, right. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Lock it in. in. Lock it in, Eddie. For a Dragons win. Yeah. Straight win. Yeah, this is yeah, going to be just, gross. Just I'm going to be rooting for the Roosters on Anzac Day. Oh, that's gross. I don't feel good about that. It's like rooting for the Germans. Well, the odds right now are 4 it to is. 1. So it's actually like, yeah, smack in line now. Yeah, it's moved. It is like rooting for the Germans. Oh, I feel bad. All right. <laughs> yeah. let, let, let's... <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> on principle, I almost can't do it, but let's let's go for it. Why not? You, you never know. It could be like rooting for the Germans in like 1939. Where you know what? Probably Guys, right I... I'd, I'd, I'd pay, I'd pay four sandwiches for the dragons to win just to see my sister-in-law cry. So let's do it. Let's, let's do it. I'm in. Okay, done. All right, let's move on, guys. We got the last game of Anzac Day. This has been a blowout the last few years. Storm versus the Warriors. Um, I think Mitch, it's your turn. Take us away. Right. So Nelson of Sofa Solomona is back with a knee injury and replaces Tua Kamikamika. Suspended fullback Nick Meany also returns, which sees Cameron Munster move back into the halves. For the Warriors, Murata Nikora uh, comes back in and Josh Coran slides to the bench as Tane Tupiki 
Jesus, they're hard. Chupakiki uh, falls to the reserve list. I don't remember this being me. Hooker Wading and Wobby. I just saw the names. <laughs> I thought I'd give you a hard time, mate. Uh, following a nasty concussion in round six. So I might crack this one off. Uh, Torhu, 49. Guys, he's a hold. He's going to get better week to week. He looked good prior to that MCL injury. He's only three weeks post. Let's be kind to him. He plays round 13. Down the coast, uh, it, it's going to go up. He may, you look, if you don't own him, own him, I'd look to buy him in the next week or two as his yes. price bottoms out. Uh, that's probably the big thing. But if you own him, don't be a nugget. Just hold him. He's, he's, he's a season keeper, right? And and I'd say this, the Warriors are no joke this year. They are beating legitimate teams and they're looking good. They are. They they won a tough game the other week. So yep. uh, it, was, it was good to watch them there. Ugly conditions. So yeah, Torhu... He's actually he's a soft buy for me this week. So just with a break even, oh. he's not a hard buy. So what's his break even, Stu? Sixty-eight. Yeah, one oh, at one least one. I, I think two weeks. Anyway, I think this week he'll be closer to sixty points, which would be good. That's it, uh, and then he'll turn it around. Sixty-seven is break even this week. Yeah. yeah. Nick Sean Johnson, mate. Uh, I warned you, listeners, that he wouldn't maintain this sixty-six average. He's just unpickable at this price. I think, despite the favourable buy draw. The value was in his price three to four weeks ago as he has the storied injury history. It's just way too risky to jump on now with this sort of money, guys, considering the uh, known quantities you can get elsewhere, in my opinion. Any pushback, Mitch? Absolutely not. I tell you what, if uh, Penrith were playing round 13, I'd swap him out for Mitchell Moses, to be honest. If Penrith were playing... Hold on. Oh, Eels, sorry. Eels, Eels. Eels are playing round 13. Yeah, they are. They're not playing round 14. At that price, I'd cash him out to Moses and, and put the cash elsewhere. He's 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 peaked at price. Get out. Get out now. It's like when you've got the feature at the pokies, man. Like, get out at the top. <laughs> Sean Johnson, the feature he at the thinks, pokies. Let me write that he's one the down. Feature the pokies. He's, he is. The, <laughs> he's the pokies oh. feature, man. It's like it's like Nick at the Bucks. What did we do? We cashed it out. That's what we did. Yes. We had a good night. <laughs> you cashed out and get out. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think, Stu? Oh, look, I, I think that he's still drinking all the milkshake. I think Dylan Walker, you know, knows what the ball looks like, but I'm pretty sure he dropped the ball once instead of kicking it during that game. So I think that he's going to drink a fair bit of the milkshake. It was ugly conditions up there, which hurt a lot of the sides. That's why it was such an ugly game because the wind, the wind was blowing a gale down there. You know, the ball was just flinging through the air. You couldn't even long pass it. So with that in mind, uh, SJ is probably... You can hold him for now, but he's certainly not going to kick on to that next level of price, I do not think. Uh, and do you worry this... about the um, good weather footy sort of ended now, now that we're sort of changing yes. the seasons and all that, Stu? Do I you ser- worry about Sean Johnson as well in that respect? A little bit, because he, he certainly has benefited a lot from, from some decent weather and whatever else. I do feel like a lot of the games that happened last weekend were weather-affected. The ball, it, Graham was 100%. damp, the wind was high, so I think that Let's look at the forecast for this weekend across most of those grounds. Uh, so just looking up here, we're expecting rain. So overcast, rain Thursday, overcast Friday, rain Saturday, rain Sunday. What day are the Sharkies playing, by the way? So I'm just looking at that. I'm going to guess Saturday. 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 So Saturday, uh, supposed to cop a big gob of rain all that day. So Nico Hines. Oh, yuck. Well, it's just, just ugly. Same for Thursday as well. So we just... We just got to watch that one about how that all comes together. So it just it does affect games. Weather is a huge part about fantasy. It's dumb, but it, you know maybe next year we'll also have to add in a uh, weather guy to our squad 
Saturday's three meals of rain. <laughs> Saturday's three meals of rain. What are you talking about, big gob of rain? Three meals. Oh, I'm looking at a different one to you, mate. Yeah. I'm looking on the Bureau of Meteorology right now. Thursday, 3 to 10. Friday, 0 to 2. Saturday, 0 to 3. Fair enough. I'm looking on weather zone, so I could be wrong, mate. Let's find out. Government organization, mate. You should know better. They're super accurate, right? <laughs> <laughs> super accurate. <laughs> What's your show, old needle? Steve's do a rain dance now, bro. That's it. <laughs> thousand mils. <laughs> anyway, that's right. Straight meter of rain. Uh, <laughs> all good. Let's look at the next guy. Okay, because SJ, he's possibly Hull. He's definitely not a buy. Uh, but we'll walk. Definitely not a buy. Hold, yeah, hold him if you have him. Just do not jump uh, on. He's just get like, out. He's the feature, it, man. I told you, get out. <laughs> uh, Will Warbrick, guys. He uh, awesome try. Two line breaks was really needed for that thirty-eight. Hold if you have him and cry if you sold him last week. <laughs> Stu, looking oh. at you, mate. Um, yep. Harry Grant, guys. Eight forty-six k. A dud score of thirty-six. He's got the highest break even in the league this week. He had four attacking stats and one kicking stat last week when he's averaged 18 attacking stats and t- six kicking stats, respectively, from rounds one to six. I expect a rebound type of match, weather permitting. Uh, the storm was so bad last week and frustrated, and Grant even knocked a bad one on at dummy half coming out of trouble, which is just uncharacteristic and sort of reflective of the storm in general last week. So. I'd sort of give him a hold. Just don't go near him because he's got that super high break even this week and he's got the bye the week after. Mm. Um, Yaz Tavanga, guys, uh, just a quick one. He's just gone under the radar because his minutes have slightly increased in the last three rounds. He's he's playing lock and front row around 68 minutes with a 0.78 ppm. I don't really know what to say about this. Uh, I've sort of just had a look and... Okay, well, that makes it simple. Although, uh, Mitch, uh, Mitchie Barnett, what do we think about his discal injury, mate, and his uh, return to play? Uh, it, it really depends on whether he's a surgical candidate or not. The fact he's had this much time out, and I think we spoke about it early on, real brief, it was either a burner, which it clearly is because that's usually one to two weeks off. I think he's approaching over a month out at the moment, which starts to make me think it's a lot more serious than that. So, I think he's he's close on indefinite until we hear otherwise. Yeah, I I think we heard that he's he's a week or so away, like according to the rumor mill. But again, could be could be different there. So we're just seeing a bit too much risk in Tavanga. Josh Curran, fifty-eight, awesome score. He's a nice price, except he's been benched. So just uh, avoid that one, lads. Awesome. Stu, what have we got, mate? Look, last few guys. So Munster forty-one guys. I came very close to getting on this one. I really would have been crying to my weedies this week if I did at eight hundred and thirty k. It was a rough game. He got tuned up by DCE. He really got made a bit of a full mate out of him as a fullback. Uh, just positionally, he just wasn't quite right, and he was a little bit slow off the pace. So, But a rough game. I expect a bounce back from him. If you do own him, just hold him. As, uh, Eli Katoa, guys, exactly the same. Ugly game, right? Really ugly, tough game. Uh, very disruptive. With that in mind, guys, Katoa just didn't get much space. Uh, they were running on the other side of the field to him as well. So uh, he was playing outside Jerome Hughes. Didn't see much traffic in defense or offense at all, really, because the Storm kept on turning over the ball. He's a hold for me. One-off week does not make a sell. Uh, you could sell him next week, uh, but I, I'm planning to hold him right through. Uh, Trent Liera, guys, 53. I've seen some guys trying to buy him this week. I'm not sure he's a buy. They were running traffic all at Pazette last week. Cam Munster's back there this week. Players don't really love running into him. So I don't expect this every week. 
Joshy King, 32. I told you guys he... I backtracked, but then I doubled down last week. Yeah, he's, he's not a keeper. He's not the next coming. He just had a really good run. <laughs> so he's a hard sell, absolute hard sell to any of these middle forwards that we were talking about before. So, uh, yeah, get out on him. And the last guy that we've got to talk about here is uh, Tom Ale. So 40 points, guys, but injuries played a part in his minutes. So Barnett back soon. I think that he's going to see less minutes. One-off score, a bit like Davi Mowale. So don't hop on. Having looked through the rest of the squad, I don't think there's anyone that we really need to do. Oh, Chance Nickel Clock set, guys. Again, 21 in a tough game. He came close a couple of times to break the line. He still looks really good. He just didn't have the best game. He's still a hold for me. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, definitely. I think the Warriors are legit and he's playing well. So don't muck with that one. It's just an aberration. Excellent. All right. So, guys, with this one, uh, I'm... I don't think the Storm are going to win like 50 like they did last time, but I reckon that they're, they're probably good to win this one by probably 12 to 14 uh, with Big Nelson back and you've also got Cam Munster back in the halves. How about you, Mitch? I've got the Warriors by eight and Sean Johnson to go down in the 73rd minute. <laughs> and how about you, Nick? Yeah, I'll go the Warriors by four. Awesome. Okay, guys, so... With that in mind, there's a few guys that we really want to talk about uh, now. We talk, was talking about those middles during the thing, right? So the guys who really stood out to us today were... So we've got Jack DeBellin, yeah, who looked good. Yep. I know if you guys were keen on. We've got Jai okay. Arrow, who we talked about before, that DPP, possibly not the lock for origin with uh, David Feeder and Lindsay Collins and a few other guys in front of him, right? Ruben Cotter and Pangai Jr. So if you had to rank those as far as like guys who would be safe to hop on for a little while now. Who would you be hopping on, Mitch? Uh, I've got Jack DeBellin, number one. Uh, then I'd probably go Andrew Fafida. Oh, sorry, David Fafida, sorry, after that. And then probably Jaya, TPJ last. Excellent. Uh, Ruben Cotter, you mean? Okay, yep. Uh, yeah, well, Ruben Cotter, probably above TPJ. Okay, no problems. How about you, Nick? DeBellin, Arrow, Cotter, TPJ. I'd probably go to Bell and Cotter, Arrow, TPJ. Yeah, I don't hate that. Nice. Okay, excellent. So if, if we're recommending people for hopping on, oh, I'm. you're right. I want to see another wicked TPJ before I make there. I probably have, uh, and same with for Jack DeBellin, I'd almost want to see another week because we've only seen one week of him at 13. So I'm hoping that he's back from that calf injury. So He looks really good. I'm not concerned. Excellent. Well, look, with, in that case... I uh, did TPJ with his calf, though. It's just he saw a specialist, so I'm a bit freaked out by that. Yeah, so, look, uh, in that case, I'd probably go DeBellin, i go TPJ, Cotter, and then Jai Arrow, simply due to the fact that Jai is just that little bit more expensive, So, but doesn't have that upside. I like DeBellin in the sense that he just won't touch Origin. You yep. know, that's why he's sort of the number one for me. The only, the only other thing is with T, TPJ and Arrow do have the DPP, which adds a light little bit in their favour. That's huge. So they, they've both got that edge capability. And as people slowly sell off the edges, right, over the next few weeks, people will be selling off guys like Preston, selling off guys like Cartwright. You'll have less edges to fall back on. So I think I've gone from seven now down to like four or five. So Yeah, you're 100% right, mate. Awesome. All right. So with that in mind... Uh, Let's have a look at a captain, my captain this week. 
So look, I'm going to put Nico Hines as the captain of choice this week up against the Bulldogs. I've got Cleary's vice captain or alternate captain. And spicy choice, Joey Manu. Joey Manu yeah. against St. George. I am putting up for a good score. If you're going to buy him, take the punt. Go captain him. How about you, Mitch? I've got DCE as the captain of the week. Uh, I can never go past uh, Cleary, but I'm going to put Payne Haas as my vice, and I can't I can't disagree with you on uh, Joe Manu. He's an extra spicy choice playing at uh, half this week. I wish I could have him in my team. In fact, I actually figured out a way to bring him in, so <laughs> it could happen. T- tell us, h- how do you make that happen, mate? So I am going to trade out Eli Katoa to Jack DeBellin. I make cash on that, and then I can uh, turn Lemuelu into Joe Manu, which is... Pretty nice. It is because Lemuel has not got a huge amount of runway in front of him, potentially. It's, it's, it's gross. It's so good. <laughs> awesome. That is a straight upgrade. Good call. How about yourself, Nick? Who are you thinking for captain this week? Uh, Haas, I think, is a solid option. Um, up in the up in the Darwin heat? Yeah, I think he's fine, to be honest. He's a machine, to be honest. Um, if anything, that's good for him. You know, he'll just get more tackle busts as other players are falling over. Um, okay. doesn't bother him and I've got Hines as a vice captain and then uh, I, I totally agree Manu is just like <clears throat> super spicy I love it awesome now I could now I could actually captain Manu because I have him in my team oh my god <laughs> oh, it's, it's certainly boom or bust pick but it can, could make you up some decent ranks because Cleary or, against or, or it could lose yeah. you quite a few there are a few boys in that Dragons team who could send him to the Shadow Realm with a, a nasty concussion Oh, yeah, but Joey Manu, uh, he seems to be uh, away uh, from Ryan it. Pappenhausen. It, 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 it more takes something on the lines of a um, of a Latrell Mitchell shoulder to put Joey Manu down rather than just a, a regular regular shoulder. So, anyway, we'll see how we're going. So, uh, let's let's talk about trades a bit later, guys. Let's get to the questions from the people. So, uh, we've got, uh, I think we've answered all of Dean's questions, which is me, No, Arrow, DeBellin, TPJ, Manu. We've, we've answered basically all of those questions there. Uh, he says, regards snooker champion Dean. So I played Dean last weekend at snooker. Or not snooker, at billiards, right? And he's saying snooker champion. <laughs> we finished the game and I think I was on 37 points and he was on 39. So <laughs> it was a pretty rough game all around. Uh, it possibly took 45 minutes to play one game. So we're pretty bad. Guy McFetrich goes, and this one's for you, Nick, is Carrington... Um, Carrigan, Carrigan. is Carrigan and Tarpanay a sell? What are you thinking, Nick? No, so I don't think Carrigan's necessarily a sell. He's just had a couple of down weeks, as I mentioned. And with Tarpanay, yes, he will likely drop cash off the buy, right? Um, but he was averaging 54.7 in three games with Papali'i and 49 uh, with, no, 54.7 without Papali'i and 49 with Papali'i um, this year. But. I don't see him as as a sell in the sense that he plays rounds 13, 14, 17, and 19. And we tipped him to go big this year in the preseason. So just trust that process. Of note as well is he actually averaged 54.7 with Papa Lee in 50 minutes anyway last year. So I think this is just an overreaction in in regards to selling Tarpane this week, guys. I think just hold him, personally. Hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Look, I... I feel like it's one of those ones where, mate, if it's absolutely weighing your team down, if you have them both, right, it's a tough hold for them both. I reckon pick one and stick with one, right? Trade the other one out with someone who's going to score you some points. If if you don't, 
feel like that Carrigan's going to score well this week. If you can hold... Man, I got Kapanen. both. I got both. I know. I'm just saying for Guy, if he can hold for the week, if, like, trust that Carrigan's going to return to form and uh, Tarpane will as well, you can hold. But, yeah, you might need to see Come on, me. Guy. Hold on. Hold on, Guy. All right, Luke, what? Thought of Stags to Bird. Uh, let's let's put that one down to begin with. So, Stags to Bird, I think, is a pretty Tick. good trade, right? Tick. Yep. Cartwright to TPJ. How about yep, Cartwright like to DeBellin? So we're saying Cartwright to DeBellin? I am. Nick? Either one. He's got 7 no, okay. I think I think TPJ has the higher upside, but he's the greater risk. That's it, mate. So, yeah, so look at what yeah. your risk ratio is. I must say, watching Bird the other day, I bought him. I forgot how frustrating a process it was to own Jack Bird. 40 points at half time. 40 points because of all the negatives for the next 27 minutes. And then Jeez, that's brutal, up and mate. down. And then... Up to fifty six on recount because of all the junk that he does as well. So it's just it's frustrating to watch. Uh, and if you're a Dragons fan, it must be tough enough to watch already. So you don't need that added stress in your life, Luke. Uh, cool. So he's got Murray Ford and Maddo in mids. So yeah, I t- we're saying Debellin, but TPJ uh, is just not a bad choice. Forward and you got your cover. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh, really, he's asked the second question. Wants Hines, but isn't smart to wait till round 14 as he doesn't want both Clear and Hines from the wait till round 13. That's my plan, Nick. What about you? Spot on, mate. I'm in on that. Yep. Mitch? Love it. Excellent. Last question from the Instagram. Nick, what are we doing if you still have Hopgood? Oh, I'd just get out. Yeah, just get out. I don't know. I I think he's done his job. He's, he's not going to necessarily hit that awesome role again and so that super super upside isn't there i think he's sort of fairly priced for that bench role so yeah i'd, I'd eject mm. um in terms of to tpj current we mentioned don't touch current um but yeah you could uh and, and you're asking to get hines as well so i'd probably Assuming stick off hines just... unless you don't have clear if you don't have exactly. clear you gotta go pick up hines you do you have to get him 100 so look if yes you cash down hop good Pick up a TPJ and go and get Heinz. Yep, that's that's fine by both of us, right? Cool. Yep. Awesome. I'm just going to quick check the socials that there's no more super stuff on there. I don't think there is. Nope. That's it, man. That's awesome. It. Well, with that in mind, uh, any final thoughts from you, Nick? Mate, it's um, I think conserve your trades. I keep saying it every single week, but just be really judicious with your trades. Like if someone has like a bad week or two, that's just not a reason to sell them, in my opinion. I think uh, yep. something has to materially change. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. So I'm I'm a bit harsher on the jump, but I, I do get the point you're making because you'll be flush with trades later on down the track. As long as they're as long as they're not absolutely crippling your team, right? Like it's 100%. only it's only when they build up. Like if you got just say if you got Carrigan not performing, Tarpane not performing, if you got another half like Birdo possibly not performing, you could be really struggling one week where you've got to trade start bottoming them Mate, out. top 3,000. I'm not I'm not struggling too bad with all three of those. That's so. true. I'm just saying that it could be. Uh, how about you, Mitch? Mate, I'm looking for a big week here. I've made a couple of big trades and I'm hoping to climb up the ranks. I've gone Katoa to Debellin. I've gone uh, Lemuelu to Manu and I've brought in uh, the cheese for Alamotti. So, team's starting to take its final form. Like, I'm pretty happy to leave Manu and hammer for the rest of the season in the center so this looks like a bit of an opportunity to jump on players i just need teddy to jump drop enough cash so i can turn uh nickel clock state into him and i'll be laughing that's it oh i i know i i'm planning to try and keep nickel clock for a bit longer through that buy round 
but certainly even one of the cheaper guys. Like, imagine if you had to turn Sloan into him. Yeah, Sloan's got a tough run, though, unfortunately. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, let, let's hope that he cracks out a good one this week. Yep. All right, guys, with that in mind, I think that's everything for tonight. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for, you know, another really good week on uh, for the listeners. We really appreciate you guys hopping on. I uh, appreciate the guys who interact on the socials to send us a message about, you know, things about the team. Yeah, uh, as you can probably tell, we've discovered the sound so- soundboard, guys. So uh, expect to hear some more next week. I'm sure the guys will be pinging me all week about new things to add to the soundboard. Yeah. So <laughs> with that in mind, thanks everyone for listening. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.